Hey, oh, uh, well, welcome to the show. This isn't the show. This is the pre-recording. What was this called? Oh my gosh. I remember being at work and <laughs> talking to my cubicle neighbor about how to do this. And then after we had that conversation, I started recording these, which is like the recap, but what was it called? I can't remember. Anyways, that's where it came from. Okay, today we're just talking about having it all, doing it all, living your dreams, doing your dreams, you know, like making it real, making it happen, feeling your fullness in your existence and a little bit about how I did that, but not even too much. Just like what's possible for you? How do you talk yourself into doing it, living it? And as someone who's like, Stepping into a whole new chapter of existence. It's worth it. It's worth it. And how to start on that journey. Is what we're breaking down today. <laughs> okay, let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Nuss. We talk about doing dreams. That's the subject matter. Do we talk about anything? We talk about a lot of stuff, you know? I couldn't quite categorize what we discussed, but I would say most of everything revolves around that. Dreams. Doing those dreams putting yourself into action. And that's what we're going to talk about. But today, prior to that, we are going to go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. It is the daily practice. I talk about everywhere that it came from, actually, in my book. There are a couple of podcasts where I break this down. Where did greatness grounding come from? What is all the backstory to this? Um, but in the book, I think I take an entire chapter and explain 
that and why we added that to the show and what it all has to do with this. So um, I won't explain it every day. You just have to assume that it's awesome and that it came from somewhere special and it absolutely did. And yeah, so uh, check out the book if you want to learn more about that. You can buy that book on Amazon if you search Hannah Nuss or The Death of a Dream. I don't know if it comes up under that yet because, listen, algorithms, it's tough, right? Um, <laughs> but if you search Hannah Nuss, you will for sure find it. Or you can check out everything that I do at channel. That's where you'll find the book. You'll find signups for courses. You'll find a lot of stuff. So check that out. Okay. Um, yep. That's where you can find it. channel is where you'll find all of the things. But mostly the book, if you want more of the background on this show and sort of why we say the things that we do and why we talk about and where all of it started that's the best place to start. Or you can start at the beginning of this podcast, but it's sort of <laughs> a lot of wonderfulness to take in. And the books are essentially the Cliff Notes version of each season of the podcast. We have written one so far. In December, we enter into writing the second book, which may be titled, if you want a sneak peek, um, the first book was titled The Death of a Dream, An Athlete's Journey to a Passion-Filled Existence After Athletics. The second title may be The Saving of a Soul, A Millennial's Journey to Finding a Creative Existence After Corporate. Uh, something like that. That's not perfected, but... That's pretty close to where we go. And that's really what season two was. Like, who would I be if I left this? And I think actually book number two will be a two-part series because that exit all happened in season two-ish. Um, but it was heavy stuff. Crazy. And then book three, which was basically like, how do you survive after you've abandoned everything you've used to identify yourself? How do you survive? And book four, I am actively living right now. We are in season four of the podcast. So anyways, there's your sneak peek. My great thing is, holy smokes. Uh, um, I think it's just more people coming to me with dreams, more people willing to say what those dreams are. It takes time, but I love being trusted with that. Like, <gasps> it is amazing. Knowing that you can be responsible for that. I don't know. There's just something super powerful. Um, I don't, 
It's it, it, it it's crazy. And on the other side of that, I think just like giving people hope, connecting people. I mean, local really is about putting local entrepreneurs in the spotlight and giving the community an opportunity to show up for them. And, it, you know, like, I think that's the question on everyone's mind. Am I going to fit in this community? And I would say, especially if you're an artist, especially if you create anything, there is that question. And I think if we put it out there in front of community members and we put it in a way that they could respond to, they would. And I guess, you know, if we made it convenient, if we, if we made it all these things, I, I really truly believe that small communities just have to get back to this uniqueness, which is the people who live here. Like you can't compete with that. You won't find more beautiful hearts to rebuild a community. You just won't. And when we connect those things, when we explain it in that way, people can't help but show up for that. They can't. So it's like, it's like double, tripling the good, you know? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't not make sense. In order to make a community, you have to involve the people who are right here. You know? They're the ones who are going to create experiences so rich and deep that the kiddos you raise in those communities are proud and excited to either move back or at least to come back and visit. And as someone who will someday probably be a grandparent, like, that's what I want. I want my kids bringing their kids back proud of their community, excited to tell them about the history that built them. And even if the buildings aren't the same, even if the names aren't the same, right? They can walk into something that's been reimagined and tell their kiddos that, yeah, this is a really cool bakery now. And when I was little, it was a dance studio. And I used to come here every Friday night and dance right here where you're eating a Cinnabon. You know, that's powerful stuff. That's a history worth coming back to. And if we just let all these tiny towns dissolve, you don't come back. There's no reason to. What are you going to show them? sidewalk you walked on they don't care right and we want them to care and we want to bring them back and we want their grandparents to be telling them about how their mama used to be right here she used to dance right here she used to drink all the boba she could and be crazy right here at this coffee shop like that's what we're building
We're building memories worth traveling back to and talking about. That's cool, right? And tiny towns have this beautiful ability to build something like that. And and dreamers in those tiny towns, come on. They have that. They want that. And towns want experiences like that. And they will support it, I am telling you. This is the flower shop that we used to come to every Saturday morning and pick up a fresh bouquet of flowers. And I remember how it smelt. I remember that. I remember our house just feeling so warm and beautiful because of that. Or this is the shop that we used to pick up our, our candles that were made right from the lady that lived down the street. What? This is our community. This is what we can do. This is what's possible. We can create that. And I've just, I've seen more people like unveil their dreams to me than ever. And I think, (laughs) you know, what else could we do? Who else can we engage? How else can we bring tiny towns back to life? Because it is important. And people want this. They want to be in those tiny towns. Or they wouldn't be living there. So now is the time for dreamers to start doing in those places. And I am honored that I get to be that person, that I get to be that place. I am. It's beautiful. So. That is, that is my great thing. I don't know. All wrapped up into the amazing experience that I'm having and how blown away I am every day showing up to my shop. It is, it is, it is, I, I don't know. I'm sure that I could be, I, I, <laughs> I don't have words. <laughs> I am so blown away by all of this. I living in your absolute fullness is like I can't I can't I can't I don't have I don't have actual words. I really don't. Um Yeah. I don't Uh, yeah, so that's my great thing. Go ahead and ground yourself in all of your greatness. It's sort of the start of a new vibration for you. And you'll get used to speaking more goodness into yourself than badness. And all of a sudden, your mindset shift and your brain works different. And you can't remember how to even talk bad about yourself. It's like so far off in the distance because you have surrounded yourself by this new narrative. That's like, nope, I'm amazing. (laughs) I'm amazing. You can't. You can't compete with this. It doesn't compute, friend. 
just doesn't. Okay. That's, that's why we do it. There's a bigger backstory to that, but to shift that, you just have to tell a whole lot of stories. Okay. Let's get into today. Today I was just walking and thinking, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I just want people to have everything that they want and be willing to stand up for that and say that. And I wanted to take this skill set where like we were just a hype girl. I remember saying that to bosses when I was in corporate working in healthcare. I remember being like, hmm. I feel like the hype woman in an industry where that skill set is not required. Like, why do we need to be excited about healthcare? And we do, right? But it's sort of like, all the all the tables match and all the chairs match and they're these super big serious leather chairs and they pull around perfectly to these tables and and everyone looks perfect and manicured and their outfits are so beautiful and and they oh, they wear these super cool pantsuits and they match right and uh, i remember the day where i showed up and i was like it's not a matching suit for me. And I don't know if after all of this, I will still fit here, but this is who I am. I am this camel pair of heels. I am this bright yellow jacket with blue pants with a patterned shirt. That's me. And as I went walking, into perfectly manicured people, beautiful matching suits, amazing matching chairs and tables, I could begin to see that maybe this wasn't where I was supposed to be. Maybe hype Hannah didn't belong here, but if she didn't belong here, where did she belong? How is she supposed to show up? What does that look like? And where does a hype person need to show up most? And let me fill in that blank for you, Hannah, who was wondering that not so many years ago. Where do you fit? Where do you belong? Where does Hype Hannah get to show up and live in that in her fullest and here for people's wildest dreams. And I got to tell you, wildest dreams is not even pushing the bar of what's possible. People haven't even begun to test the limits of what's possible because they haven't even gotten comfortable saying their safe dream. So this is only the beginning, friends. It's only the start. I can't really equate it to anything other than that. We're only starting. This is just the beginning. 
what's possible for you, for me, for every single person is limitless. You know, and as I was reading this morning, I came across this passage that was like, you, you have to get used to the world opening up for you like this. And this is a whole new thing. And this is a book that I read out of every day. And so when I read it and I'm hit with something like that, I'm always just like, how is that possible? How did someone write this knowing that on this, the 23rd day of September of the year 2020, two, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> how did they know that this message was what was supposed to be served to me. And it almost feels like the book is being written as I'm living my life at night. I don't know how all of that works. And I will tell you, um, find more books like that. They will do you a whole lot of good. And they will also have you kind of looking over your shoulder, like who who's paying attention to me right now? Why? How are they writing this book as I live my life? I don't understand. <laughs> but that's how you will feel. And as I read that, I'm just like, that's, that's the truth. And that's what's possible for anyone deciding that they want to live their dreams. I am certain of it. And it's this beautiful mix of just deciding that you deserve your own fullness. The world deserves your own fullness. And if there's a hesitation there and you're maybe going, oh, ah, is that kind of full of myself? You know, and I'm certain I had those thoughts when I started. And I am certain that now, looking back, however I got past that, it's the greatest decision I ever made. And even if people had that opinion early on, like, wow, you're certainly full of yourself coming on here to talk every single day. Like you're so important. You are important to someone. I can only imagine that the thousands of minutes of the episodes that I have recorded have touched more lives than I will ever know at this point. And I'm not the one to decide what's helpful, what's not. I'm the one to just continue living and helping wherever I can. And this is the best way for me to do that. And it may be a crazier way than most people would attempt or, or even think of doing. But it's not so different from what's existed before. Before podcasting, people wrote. One of my favorite people who gives advice on marketing he started just writing every single day in a blog. And in the beginning, people probably were like, what are you doing? Why do you think you're such an expert? How dare you? That seems pretty crazy. You're no good at that. And there was probably a lot of truth to that. I was no good. Still might not be. I really, I gotta be honest. I don't know how good this show actually is. I don't know how engaging it actually is. I don't really ask. Because 
<laughs> regardless of what anyone thinks, I'm still going to show up here. I'm still going to believe that there's some seed somewhere that someone could take from this. And even if it's just me continuing, that might be enough to get someone to go after their dreams. I don't know what it's going to be. But I was told a long time ago to just do it. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, what is it? How? How do we do this? How do we do dreams? And me wanting you to have everything that you want isn't enough. You gotta want it to. You gotta believe. And the belief part is the hardest, right? And I haven't instructed on this in a while, but I find pace of failure super important in living your dreams. So what I will say is set yourself up to fail. <laughs> right? Um, a lot of things that I started off doing, I did super intentional because I had to get over specific fears. And now I'm so used to failing. I'm almost just like, it doesn't even touch me anymore because I've just become accustomed to failing and moving on. And when I started the show, I started with this belief that I was, I was too dumb to do anything like this. And that was something that I held on to from kinder, first grade, first grade, that I just wasn't smart enough to do anything good in this world, right? And listen, if you read my book, <laughs> you might be like, whoa, this person should not be writing a book. And we'll probably hire super awesome editors at some point and they'll make me a better writer. But for now, I am just the writer that I am. And I'm proud that I was brave enough to just put a book out there and know that it is flawed and it is imperfect. And, and if you're right, true to your heart, it will touch other people's. You will nail what needs to connect. I promise. And right. So in the beginning, I started my podcast. I decided that I would intentionally make errors because I was super afraid to put stuff out there. I wouldn't ever have an editor. I just wanted to write. I just wanted to put stuff out there. I just wanted to start. But I, the thing that was holding me back was this belief that I was not very intelligent. <laughs> And so I intentionally forced myself to fail and I actually printed most of my early writings, all of my podcasts. I intentionally left things uncapitalized to show that people could like this even if it was imperfect. And I forced myself to print everything with errors intentionally to just show myself that it would be okay, that people would still read it, that even if I made an error, 
people would still show up and love me anyways. And <laughs> it didn't really work in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> people didn't. And I don't, I didn't know what it was. But slowly, people started listening. They would read the subject matter on the podcast. They would see that things were uncapitalized and, in my mind, intentionally errored. And they would still show up and listen. And they would still show up and read and respond. And I still print most of my pieces errored like that. Because I think it's just a fresh reminder that, like, it's not really about the perfection of it all right? You don't have to be the most intelligent person. In fact, most of the most intelligent people that I've ever worked with struggle to connect with audiences, with the people that they need to and want to connect with most because it's not about intelligence. It's about connection. It's about heart, right? And I have worked with a lot of geniuses because I come from the healthcare field. And that was usually one of the problems with those geniuses. That they could be the best doctor in the world. But if they couldn't also speak to a patient, didn't matter how good a care they took of them. Right? And so I think that just gave me proof and validity that what was most important was the ability to connect. Connect to the heart of the person. Connect to the heart of the problem and build a, and communicate a solution. And so a lot of our stuff is still flawed. It's just me, people. You know, I just write flowing from heart to hands and type. Flowing from heart to brain and speak. And so there are errors. We sneeze, we laugh, we whatever. It's real. And it's just me streaming through where I'm at right now. And so I always just say, build around what you don't believe. Create a narrative showing yourself that it's okay. Right? And I'm so far removed from those things. I can't even remember. There were three things that we intentionally did with this show in the beginning for me to just start building a new narrative that it was okay, that I am smart, that people would read my writing, even if I messed it up or I said something wrong or I got it errored. They would still show up in support. And they did. And more are showing up. And it's probably more flawed than it ever has been because of the pace we're moving at at this point. And people still show up, still like it. And that's because of that first build-in to prove to myself that it would be okay. To just get super high-powered in movement and comfortable with failing. And so I set myself up to fail every day, to mess up, to write an imperfect 
writing every day and start to show myself a conscious and consistent narrative that intelligence wasn't as important as connection. And if I could just keep showing up and telling my story, I could connect with people quicker than any intelligent mind could. And I wish that I was all those things. I wish that I was also some sort of superhuman writer, but I'm not. I'm just a storyteller. I'm just a speaker, talker. That's just me. And it is imperfect. And it is messy. And it is real. And raw. And a journey. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahnuss.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahnuss.channel as well. Change the world.